0: Welcome to the Livingstone Bible Church podcast. Livingstone Bible Church is located in Union, New Jersey, where we build lives on God's Word. Good morning. I'm so happy to be here with you. Um, just honored to give honor to Pastor Chris, Pastor Coco. It's amazing to be here. This is probably my third or fourth time, so now it feels like home. So It I is. Good to be sharing uh, with you. Um, and just, I'm come from Christ Church, where Pastor Ireland is the lead pastor. So I'm just happy to come here and just share in um, what God has put in my heart for you guys today. You. So if you can just have a moment of prayer, Amen. Father God, I thank you for waking us up to see another day. I thank you for just allowing us to be here, Father God, allowing us to be in your presence, Father God. I thank you for who you are, Lord God. I honor you, Lord God. I pray even right now that you just, I thank you that the atmosphere has been set, Father God. I thank you that even right now your presence is here, Father God. I pray that you just have your way in this moment. Let us with your Holy Spirit. Let your fire fall. Let your anointing fall in this place, Lord God. I pray that this word falls on good ground, Father God. I pray that change happens, Father God, transformation, healing, Father God. And even me, Lord God, as I come before to share this word, purify me, cleanse me, anything I've done not pleasing unto you, Lord God. Make me white as snow, Lord God. Let me just be a vessel, Father God, for your glory. None of me, all of you, Lord God. So I just ask you to have your way, Lord God. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So, today's message is entitled, Tears for Your Harvest. Matt. Tears for Your Harvest. So, I'm going to start with the foundational text. Um, it's going to be found in Psalms 126, verse 5. And I'll also have it on the screen for you if you want to read along. The text says, those who plant in tears... Will harvest with shouts of joy. Amen. They weep as they go to plant their seed, but they sing as they return with harvest. Want to read that one more time. Those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. Amen. They weep as they go to plant their seed, but they sing as they return with the harvest. Amen. What does it mean to plant, to sow? To do that, it means to step out on faith. It means to take action. It means to plant something with the understanding and knowing that you will reap something. You're not doing something and act just to do it, but you're doing it with intention, with understanding, with knowing that a harvest is to come. That's why you sow. But how many people know that sometimes when you sow, it can be uncomfortable? It's not always easy. Sometimes it's painful. Sometimes when you sow, tears produce. The scripture says that those who plant in tears, what does tears mean? Tears sometimes can be an expression of pain. It can be an expression of grief, of just discontent, of confusion, just a a sad state. I know that everyone in this room has been there at some point in time. At some point in time. I know I have. For me, There was a time back, about five years ago, a point in my life where it was just really kind of sad for me when it comes to relationship and dating. I was just patient, waiting on God, believing in Him. That was my plan. I had a moment where I just, I think, got impatient and got involved in a relationship that I probably had no business in in the first place. And the enemy really wanted to use that to break me. Mm. It wasn't a relationship that was bringing life, it was toxic. And by the time I was out of that relationship, I felt a lot of hurt, a lot of regret, a lot of pain. The enemy really wanted to take me out, but God. Amen. By the time I was out of that relationship, I totally was battling feelings, I just was confused. But in that space, I had to surrender. And that was the best place that I could have been. Even looking back, I thank God for that moment because in that moment, I had to go to a posture of just surrender, of just giving it to God. There was nothing that nobody could do. There was nothing that I could do. Only God could repair my heart. Only God could mend my wounds. Only God could speak to my pain. Only God. In the place where you surrender in the place where I surrendered, I began to sow my faith. I began to speak out the things of God. I began to speak that God had called me to be in a covenant with the man that would love me the way Christ loved the church. I began to even console my purity, continue to wait and hold on to marriage, believing that, not letting that go, in spite of how I was feeling. Sometimes when you're in low paces, you can get to the point where you're just complacent or where you're just like, you know what, everything's bad anyway, just whatever. I could have easily just accepted whoever, whatever, just to feel better. But I didn't. I couldn't lose hope. I had to have faith. I had to continue to sow. I had to continue to speak life. Call out what God had for me. Why? Because I understood and I knew what was to come. Amen. This was just a season, but I understood that the harvest was coming. Amen. 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 Now, if in that moment of, of sowing, it was also a time of preparing. I began to sow my time, invest in a, what I call the season of singleness. In that season of song, I was preparing. Now, fast forward four, five years later, God has only, through God, connected me with someone who I call my partner in purpose. Amen. Someone who can speak life to me. Amen. Someone who can even preparing to be here today can encourage me, Amen. can sit down, can help me to grow. Amen. If I could have told myself five years ago, if I would have been here now, I wouldn't have known exactly how it worked out, but I knew that I would reap the harvest. Amen. Everything, the tears that I sold, it's okay because it prepared me and it got me to where Amen. I am now. Amen. The harvest. Nothing is impossible. If I could go back and tell myself five years, I would say to keep going, to keep pushing, to keep pressing. Weeping may endure for a night. Joy comes in Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It gets better. Now, how do we know that it gets better? How do we know? We can know by understanding the character of God, of who he is. God, he loves us. He's our father. He's our protector. He's our way maker. He's our provider. He gives us life. We are his children. He is Jehovah Jireh, our provider. He is Jehovah Rapha, our healer. He healed my heart. He is Jehovah Nisi. He is omnipotent. He is omnipresent. He is the beginning and the end. Alpha and omega, the beginning and the end. What is impossible for God? Nothing. 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 I want to go to the text of Isaiah 5, verse 1. It says, Now I will sing for the one I love a song about his vineyard. My beloved had a vineyard on a rich and fertile hill. He plowed the land and cleared its stones and planted it with, best, with the best vines. In the middle, he built a watchtower and covered the wine press in the nearby rocks and carved a wine press in the nearby rocks. Then he waited for a harvest of sweet grapes, but the grapes that grew were bitter. God is our gardener. In this scripture, God is the planter. The scripture shows just how much God loves us. He loved us so much that he went and he prepared a vineyard for us. Not only did he prepare a place, but he went, he removed the rocks. He cleared the path. He set a wine press uh, for for wine to be produced, for it to be processed. Now... In that, not only did he prepare the place, but he did it on a fertile hill. That was good ground. He made sure that we had the best of the best to be able to reap the harvest that he had for us. Um, and not only does um, it say that, say that he set a place for us, but he also built a watchtower in that vineyard. What does that mean? The watchtower, not only has he created provision, not only has he provided what he needed, what we need, but he's also placed a watchtower. He's watching over us. Amen. He is watching over us, the provision that he's made We're not on our own, but he is covering us. Amen. He's protecting Amen. us. Amen. He's our avenger. He's our protector. He covers and protects what he has provided for us. Amen. Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, he has provided, he is covering and protecting. Now what's meant is that God gives us the choice. He gives us free will, which is the greatest expression of his love for us. He's provided us with what we need, but the question is, what will we do with what he has provided? Are we going to be good stewards of what he's provided? And the scripture says that, um, in Isaiah 5 verse 2, it says, he waited for the harvest of sweet grapes, but the grapes that grew were bitter. Yeah. Unfortunately, in this text, uh, the people who was provided the vineyard they didn't they were not good stewards of what God provided. Yeah. We can God was looking for people to be righteous. God was looking for people to sow in their love. God was looking for people to cover to take care of what He provided. We have to make sure that we are good stewards of the provision that God has made. Yeah. Why? Because we want to produce. Pre- we want to produce sweet grapes, not bitter grapes. Amen. Those sweet grapes is the harvest that God has prepared for us, that God wants us to reap. Yeah. We have everything we need. He's already gone before us. Like he said, he cleared the path. He cleared yeah. the stones. Yeah. He set it on fertile land. Now, what are we to do? We have to prepare. We have to use what God has given us. And we have to be good stewards of the provision that God has made. Amen. We have to sow. We have to sow so that we can reap. Amen. Nice. I'm gonna go back uh, to the foundational text um, in Psalms 126. And so I'll just read it again. Those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. They weep as they go to plant their seed, but they sing as they return with the harvest. The verse, two, verse six I wanna highlight, it says they weep as they go to plant their seed, but they sing as they return the harvest. So they plant their seed, they go, and they turn, return in that very place. They rejoice. Amen. Can you imagine being able to rejoice in the very place where you once what? Wow. Think about it. What does that do? Just think about just the glory that that gives God. Hallelujah. That is only through God. The place where we once had sorrow, the place where we once had pain, we now can rejoice, we now can raise our hands, we now can Hallelujah. praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Jesus. Hallelujah. For me, a personal story, I battled being at a company for four years, completely unhappy. Like, those who know me, like my sisters, I'm a Victorian, they would tell you, just really was unhappy at this job. Um, For me, it was very clear that my growth, my development, it just was not a priority to my team, they didn't care. And I dealt with, you know, ridiculous projects, um, incompetent bosses, belittling, just even sometimes I would walk in, I was like, God, give me grace, you know, it's gonna be a positive day, you are with me. And I walk in like, oh, good morning, good morning. Oh, no response? Oh, okay. Oh, no. It's like, why? Yeah. You know, just to start your day. Yeah. All that it takes is just say good morning. Mm-hmm. And just imagine how that feels. Imagine Four the frustration. And yeah. they say, just it's okay, keep going. It's okay, keep going. Then uh, there was one day I was sit late, sitting late at work. It literally was probably getting close to nine. I was working on this big project. I was the only one in the office. Just sitting there like, this can't be life. Like, Why? Why? But I have to do what I have to do. The office was totally clear. And I'm sitting at my desk and I thought to myself, what if in this very spot, the same spot where I experience fatigue, frustration, sadness. Like literally, sometimes I have to get up, go to the bathroom and cry and come back. That's how bad I would feel. What if in this very spot, I can sit in this spot and worship God oh, and yeah. praise God? Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. So the office was empty, so I took my worship music and I played it, and I blasted the music. (laughs) (laughs) And I just began to worship God in that very spot because it was me honoring God in the midst of my storm. It was me saying, I don't care about circumstances. I don't care what things look like. I understand the fact that this is a season. I know what's to come. I couldn't have a spirit of being defeated. And in that song that I listened to, Uh, It was my worship by Phil Thompson. And the lyrics go, you, Lord, you are worthy. And no one can worship you for me, for all the things you've done for me. Mm Later in the song, the lyric says, and I will not be silent. I will always worship you. Amen. As long as I am breathing, I will always worship you. Amen. And I will not be silent. Amen. I will always worship you. Amen. As long as I am breathing, yes. I will always worship Amen. you. I don't care what this job situation looks like, I will always worship you. I will not feel defeated. I will always worship you. Amen. And the enemy could be, in my mind, we're, we're human, you know? The enemy yeah. tries to attach us. The enemy tries to speak to us. Tries to make us defeated. He'll say, well, like, look at you. Like, you, you work hard. You, you try to be a team player. You work hard. You got your masters. But look at you. What do you have to show for it? But my response is, to have my worship. Hallelujah. My response is, I will not be silent. Hallelujah. I will always worship you. As long as I have breath, I will always worship you. Hallelujah. I will always worship you. Amen. The scripture says that, that you sow in tears and reap in joy. Amen. What does that mean? To me, that signifies that it's a season. Yes. It means that you cannot view... That low point as something that is going to be always and forever. That's right. It's not the end. What it is is a means to the end. Hallelujah. In seasons, really, it's a benefit. I thank God for seasons. So I'm going to go. But when you think about seasons, the first benefit of the season is that it guarantees a change. Right? Think about seasons. We have fall, winter, spring, summer. Right? Even right now, preparing. For winter. I'm not looking forward to it at all. Like God give me grace. Amen. But it's okay because it's a season. It's going to change, right? Yeah. Next season gives us hope. Just like I just said, it's going to change. It's something to look forward to, right? Yeah. So some it's easy to be in a low season and be consumed um, with doubt, with fear, with what you're going through. But Something that you can do instead of worrying about what you're experiencing right now in this moment, you can look to what's to come. You can have hope for what's to come. And we have that hope because we have faith in God. Amen. We know what he has called us to. We know that he hasn't called us to fail. We right. know that things work in seasons. Amen. We have hope. That we have something to look forward to. Amen. Amen. And then third, seasons gives us incentive to plan for the next phase. Yeah. So I could be focused on the bad or I can say well I know this is only going to be but so long why don't I prepare for what's to come yeah. even in the story I told earlier um in that season of singleness I could have been wrapped up in being you know heartbroken or whatever or what I decided to do is to say this is my season of singleness let me prepare because I know what is to come and that uh, maybe in tough difficult maybe you may be in a tough difficult season with your family uh, maybe with your career maybe with uh, marriage finances your child I just want to encourage you that it's only a season yes. yep. things change things get better it's only a season but remember you have to sow mm-hmm. so when, when even when you' sow in your tears when your tears fall it's falls the tears fall but they fall in your hands as seed hallelujah they fall as sea. So I just want to encourage you that and that seasons does not last always. And to just, to just trust God and know that he's, things are going to turn around. To trust God and know that a transition is taking place. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. In preparing for this message, I found a story about a missionary who um, really put Psalms 126 into perspective for me. So I'm going to share this story with you. There was a missionary who grew up in a little farm in Minnesota. He spent a lot of his time on the farm learning how to drill oats, plant, corn, and cultivate. Never once did he see a farmer behave like in Psalms 126. The missionary questioned, why are we weeping at a time of sowing? Like We need crops, sow the seeds, plant it, and wait for it to harvest. What is there to weep about? He didn't understand this. But it until, wasn't until years later, when he became a missionary and he traveled to Sila, that he understood what the scripture meant. In, while he, he was in Sila, which was a vast stretch of savannah, more than 4,000 miles in a wide um, terrain just under the Sahara Desert. In Sila, all the moisture comes in just four months. That's May, June, July, and August. After that, not a drop of rain. Eight months, no rain. Now, you can imagine that after they gather their harvest, that it's, the crops are going to run out before rainy season starts again. Once April hits, um, for most people in that area, it, they're really just fighting to survive. Many are lucky, um, the missionary goes to explain, to get a cup of Milo at night before bed. That was the meal for the whole day. <laughs> then inevitably, inevitably, what happens? There's a six-year-old boy he comes in warning to his father one day, and with sudden excitement, he says, Daddy, Daddy, we've got grain, he shouts. The father says, Son, you know we haven't had grain for weeks. He says, Yes, we have. Out in the hut where we keep the goats, there's a leather sack hanging up on the wall. I reached up and I put my hand down on him. Daddy, there was grain in there. Give it to Mommy so we can make flour, and tonight our tummies can sleep. Oh. The father stands motionless, motionless, and he says, son, we can't do that. He explains that that's next year's seed grain. It's the only thing between us from, from between us from starvation. It's the only thing keeping us from starvation. We're waiting for the rains and then we must use it. The rain finally arrives in May. And when they do, the young boy, watches as his father takes the sack from the wall and goes to do the most unreasonable, unimaginable unimaginable thing. Instead of feeding his desperately weakened family, instead of feeding his son who pleaded, Dad, please, let us go to sleep um, with food on our stomach, please. Instead, he had to take that seed and with tears streaming down his face, he had to throw the seed. Just throw it on the dirt. As his son watched hungry, he had to take the seeds and just throw it on the dirt. Seeds that they could have used, he had to throw it on the dirt. Why? Because he believed in the harvest. He believed that he would reap the harvest. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank Hallelujah. you, Lord. God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Thank Hallelujah. you, Jesus. That seed, he. he could have done anything he wanted to do with it. He could have just said, forget it. You know what? I'm going to feed my family now. Maybe we'll figure something out later. But he didn't. He had to believe that seed was to come forth from that harvest. Amen. Yeah. He had to believe that the current stance that they were in of being hungry wouldn't last always. But Amen. that that seed that he had to sacrifice, that seed that he had to sow, that yes. seed that he had to spread Amen. with tears down his face, yes. that one day that it would reap a harvest. Amen. 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 Yeah. Thank, you, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank Sometimes you. the heart of joy, the heart, the heights of our joy is determined by the death of our sorrow. Oh, before, sorry, I want to go back. I missed the point. Um, in that story with Encila, the pastors they often say there that with Psalms, as I explained, Psalm twenty-six. It says, "Brothers and sisters, this is God's law of the harvest. Don't expect to rejoice later. Don't expect to rejoice later on unless you have been willing to sow in tears." As I said before, some of the heights the heights of our joy are determined by. Um, the depth of our sorrow. I always say that those with the greatest calling sometimes have the hardest trial to bear. When you you go through tough trials, and, and I've really come to understand this season of counting all on joy. Even right now, I'm in a very tough trial, but that I have to remember. It's my calling. The tough trials that I go through, it's it's, strength, it's strengthening me. It's stressing, it's stressing Amen. my faith much. It's qualifying me for what God has in Hallelujah. store for me. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. It's qualifying me. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So the this trials that you're facing right now, I just want to encourage you that it's strengthening you and that it's preparing Amen. you. Amen. Jesus. Just know, like I said before, that while the tears are falling, that those tears become seed, season. and that that seed will reap a harvest. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Lord. And also, it's okay to hurt and grieve. Mm. It's okay to be to be in a season and just be like a little sad. It's just evidence that we're human, right. and it's also evidence that we need God's grace, that yeah. we need Amen. God's strength. Right? right. Amen. Yeah. Amen. In Isaiah forty-one ten, it says, "So do not fear, for I am with you." Yes. Yes. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. In Galatians 6, 9, it says, Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest. Hallelujah! In that text, Paul didn't say, We will instantly reap a harvest. But it said, at the proper time. How many know that God's timing is better than ours? Yes. Sometimes it's tough, but it's better than ours. Yes! Right? right. right. Yeah. And God's ability to restore your life is also beyond our understanding sometimes. That's, That's right. right. Sometimes it's we can be in a state where we can't even understand, like, the vision, or we can't understand, like, God loves me, His hand is over my life. How? Yeah. Look at what's going on. Right. Hallelujah. Sometimes we're burdened by sorrow. And, but what I want you to understand is that times of grief will always end in, end in joy. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And just be patient as you wait. Because God's greatest harvest of joy is coming. Amen. Amen. And I just want you to remember that your fi- your tears will bear fruit. Amen. Your tears will bear fruit. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In Ezekiel 36, 8, it says, But you, O mountains of Israel... You will put forth your branches and bear your fruit, for my people Israel, for they will soon come. You may be in a season where the concept of a purposeful God in your life is beyond your vision, like I even just stated. You can't picture in your mind because you may be blinded by fear, you may be blinded by pain, by shame, by hurt, but no matter the circumstances, no matter what you're going through, guess what? You're still called. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Right. Guess what? You're going to still reap your harvest. Amen. Yes. God instructs us to be fruitful and multiply. Yes. Multiply. Yes. When we sow our seeds what are we doing? Well, they're multiplied and it turns right. into a harvest. Right. God does not give us instruction without provision to equip us to right. move forth and walk within yeah. that instruction, right? Yeah. right? Why would he tell us to yeah. multiply yeah. if he wouldn't make a way for us to be That's able to Amen. do so? Right. When we are multiplying, that is the harvest. Yes. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank yeah. you, Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you. I just wanted to encourage you that you, God will equip you to multiply, and that Amen. you are stronger than what you're going through in this moment. That God Amen. is greater than Amen. the things that you face. Amen. God is greater, and God's Amen. grace Amen. is more than enough. Amen. God's grace is, Hallelujah. is Hallelujah. 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 So I want to ask you, how much would it cost you to sow in tears? Mm-hmm. Now, I don't mean just giving God something from your abundance, like, here you, here you go, Lord. I, that shows I trust you. No, I mean, but really giving when things doesn't make sense, when you're giving your last, when you're just out, when you're like, but you say, I'm still gonna sow in spite because I trust That's you. Right. Yeah. I don't care what's going on because I trust you. Yes, yes. People Lord. may think that I'm crazy. People Amen. may think that it doesn't make sense. What's wrong with you? I don't care. All yes. that matters is that I trust you. Yes. All yes. Matters is that I sow my faith. Hallelujah! 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 And even though it's tough, it's tough, and we go through difficult times, how many people know Jesus went through tough times? Yes. Yeah. 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 How, we saw in tears. That's what Jesus saw in tears. Yeah. When Jesus' uh, best friend Lazarus died, he saw in tears. He shed yes, tear. right. It tears. And the king of kings, the lord of lords, he came down to earth to be able to experience how we feel to be able to experience our sorrows to be able to understand and to relate oh, yeah. he understands what you're going through yes. he understands what it means to shed a yes, he understands what it means it's tears Amen. but when jesus heard that Lazarus was dead he said this sickness is not unto death ah, Amen. but Amen. for the glory of god yes. that the son of god may be glorified thereby Guess what? Jesus breathed life back into Lazarus. And guess what? Lazarus rose from the dead. Amen. What once looked dead was now alive. Hallelujah! Mm-hmm. Just like Jesus breathed life back into Lazarus, God can breathe life back into that situation yeah. where dead. God can breathe life over the seed that you have sown to reap harvest. Okay. God can breathe life, yeah. life, Hallelujah. and not Hallelujah. only can He breathe life, that's what? He gives us power and authority to speak life Hallelujah. over Hallelujah. situations, Hallelujah. to speak life when we can call things that be as normal Amen. as they were. He gives us that authority. He may, we may be in a state of lack, but we can say we have abundance in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We we may have a child that may have strayed away from God, but we can say our son, he is still God's child. He is a mighty man of God. She is a mighty man of God. She She will be a vessel. She will be called. Amen. Amen. In Amen. the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We can speak life to those Hallelujah. situations. Yes. I just want to encourage you, don't be distracted ah. by circumstances. Mm-hmm. Because that's what you could be trying to bury. You could be trying to have a funeral for what God is trying to resurrect. Hallelujah. Right. Right. You don't want to miss it. Yes. So I, it's up to you. What will you do? Will you sow your tears? Will you believe? Thank God, you. Can yes. God can bring restoration. Amen. God can bring restoration. Amen. And in this in the time of when you're sowing and when you're sowing in tears, when you're in a tough season, I want you to understand that what's happening is transformation. What's happening is you're evolving. When you think when I think about evolving, evolving, evolutionary really creates to growth, right? You're growing, which leads to transformation. Which results in a better version of you. In the midst of it, you may not see what's happening, but what's you're being molded. Yeah. Mm. You're be, you're being you're being you're a pot you're a what is the name of clay. it? Clay. You're clay. <laughs> God yeah. is the potter. He's yeah. transforming you. He's molding yeah. you. He's shaping you. Yeah. He's preparing yeah. you yeah. for yeah. what's to come. Yeah. And that process it can be uncomfortable. Yeah. Like I know I'm experiencing it right now, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. But You have to be willing to be uncomfortable to be able to reap your harvest. Amen. It's not about what you're up against, but what it's about is who are you becoming in the process. Amen. It's not about what you're up against. It's about who has gone before you. Um, it's about yeah. who is behind you. Fine. It's about who Amen. are the Amen. angels and kids running about yes. you. Yes. That's yes. what it's about. Amen. Don't be distracted. Don't lose sight of Amen. the distractions Amen. and the confusion that the enemy tries to place. You have to stay focused. Like we tried separate pray this morning. Focus. Focus. Thank you, Jesus. Focus. To God. And just stand the test of adversity to hold on to the blessings of being chosen. Understanding that adversity comes with the call. Yeah. You have to endure some things. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that you have to go through bad things. That, that there is joy. There is good things. But sometimes there, there may be some tough times. Yeah. But just understand that it is significant, is an indicator that you are chosen. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Why would the enemy if I didn't have a calling, if I wasn't called to something great, if there wasn't so many people connected to my blessing, if there wasn't people if there wasn't blessing, if there wasn't things that needed to be done that was connected to my obedience, why would the devil that's care right. anything about me? That's right. right. That's, right. That's, right. That's, that's, right. that's right, That's right. right. He doesn't he doesn't want God's will to come to you. He doesn't want souls, a kingdom to be built. How many people know, every single one of us, God has equipped us, God has called us to build his kingdom. Yeah, God right. has called us to minister to people. God has called us to help people. God has called us to shed his love. But the enemy wants to stop that. Yeah. He wants to make you feel defeated. But how many Amen. people know we have the victory? Amen. Hallelujah. We have the victory. Thank you, Lord. You may be in pain. You may be battling a situation right now. But I just want to remind you that you are chosen. Yeah, you may be facing trials right now, but I want to ask you, what does God say? Yeah, right now, I want to remind you that he is in the watchtower, that he is watching over your vineyard, that he has set for you. In Philippians 1.6 it says, For I am confident of this. That he has begun a good work in you. will continue to perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. Yeah. Galatians 6, 9, it says, let us not become weary and do good. Right. But, mm-hmm. but for at uh, the proper time we will reap a harvest yes. if we do not give up. Yes. The world will call us unreasonable. Mm-hmm. The world will say, what well, so for what? Gift for what? You don't have anything to give. What can you give? <laughs> The world, the enemy will remind you of your difficult time of your circumstances, yeah. but we must sow regardless. Hallelujah. Amen. That's right. In order that we may someday celebrate in songs of joy. Hallelujah. Amen. I said this early scripture earlier. I want to say it again. Psalms 30, verse 5. For his anger endures for a moment. His yeah. favor. Yeah. But his favorite is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Even right now in this moment, I just want to speak joy over everyone in this in this century right now. In this century right now, Lord God, I thank you that you have your will. Let your will be done. Let your kingdom come, Lord God. I speak life, Father God, to any situation that someone may be hopeless about, that may be broken about. Right now in this moment, I just want to remind them of who you are. I want to remind you of who they are. That they are your child. That no weapon formed against them shall prosper. Amen. Even as I stand before Amen. you right now, I speak to myself Amen. that no weapon formed against them shall prosper. In Hallelujah. And I shall reap yes. the harvest. It on joy. That I will sow in tears. That I will sow that I will Amen. rest my time. Amen. That I will put forth the works. Amen. This is faith without works is dead. We will put forth the works. We will sow our time. We will sow our energy. We will sow and just get to know you, to draw nearer to you, Father yeah, God, hallelujah. to preparing what you have in yeah, store yeah, for us. Hallelujah. I declare and decree that everybody in this room will be good stewards of the provision that you have made for them in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I think you that in our tough times that you're building warriors, Father God. I think that in tough times you're building up an army, Father God. I think you that our testimonies, Father God, that you're gonna use it, Father God, to pour into other people, Father God. I think you that what we go. Through is not in vain. Yeah. I think that the tears that we sow is not in vain. Yeah. but I think it for what is to come, and that is the harvest. Amen. And the harvest, with the harvest, guess what? God gets Amen. the glory, Amen. God gets the praise, God gets the honor, and that's what we aim to do. Amen. God's kingdom is built. Amen. We will use it to bless others, we will use it to show His love. So I just want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to sow. To sow and sow with yes. being intentional, sow with understanding and knowing that you shall reap the harvest yes. in Jesus' yes. name. Yes. With him nothing is possible, um. with him nothing is impossible. Yes. Sorrow is our sowing, but guess what? Rejoicing shall be our reaping. Yes. Yes. Rejoicing yes. shall be our reaping. Yes. In Jesus' name. Yes. Yes. Yes.
1: So I just say, thank you,
0: Father God, that the word is sent forth. It has gone forth. I pray that it has blessed someone. I pray that it has encouraged someone. I pray that it has given hope, Father God. I pray that it has courage. Even us to just take action. Action is evidence of faith. So even as we leave here today, that vision, Father God, that you have given us, help us to go now and take action. It's not enough to just say something. It's not enough Mm -hmm. to... to to pray about it, but you're waiting on us to take action. You're waiting for us to sow, Father God. So I pray, Father God, that this word that is spoken ignites a fire, that it ignites action, that it ignites us to walk stronger in you, that it ignites a fire to just trust you even more, Lord God. So I just thank you, Lord God, and I pray that you have your way. Your kingdom come, thy will be done, Lord God. Have thine own way, Lord God. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise and all the in Jesus name. Thanks for tuning in to this week's Livingstone Bible Church podcast. We hope you were richly blessed by this podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram.